The Sheila Zielinski Show, the only show to give you the truth behind the headlines, prophecy, and the deeper things of God. Now, here is your host, Sheila Zielinski. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Sheila Zielinski Show for this August 10th, 2016 edition. I broadcast weekdays, that's right, I'm back on air full-time, as per my regular schedule, that's Monday to Friday, weekdays on WINB, and of course in high-quality CD stereo sound at WeekendVigilante.com. You can simply click on that big listen button, that's at 6 p.m. Eastern daily, tune into the show, and you can also download the podcast for those of you on the go, and good news, The Android app has been finally approved. I've been working on that for several weeks. So for those Android users out there, you can get the Weekend Vigilante app. And of course, for smart device listeners, that app is already, of course, available. Very easy, convenient way for you, the listener, to pick up the show daily. Hey, and if you have not already, do pre-order your copy of Power Prayers, Warfare That Works, And it does work, let me tell you that. Get your copy today. We are hoping that the book will be released next week, so we are very excited about that. Again, get your copy today of Power Prayers, Warfare That Works, a book that Carla Butod and I put together for you, and we are very excited to get that into your hands. Well, let's jump right into the program. My guest today has his own very popular show, Omega Man Radio. It is... Shannon Davis, and it's been a while since he was on my show, and it is a pleasure for me to have him back on. Thanks for joining me today, Shannon. Welcome. Well, praise Jesus. And Sheila, it's an honor to be on your program tonight. Well, hello, everybody. Hope you're all doing great out there. It's an honor to be on this program tonight. Well, it's a pleasure to have you on, Shannon. You know, listen, there's a lot going on. The Clinton body count, the carnage and wreckage. The trail of dead bodies behind these two devils is really stacking up. You know, it's jaw-droppingly stunning, absolutely staggering to me, Shannon, the cumulative combined debauchery of this pair of absolute demons. You know, the pair of them are starting to have a lot of problems. I mean, he looks like walking death and she's what, manifesting her demons? I don't know. You know, they're saying it's a brain tumor. Is the judgment of God being poured out on these two devils, Shannon? What do you think? You know, just today, I learned that uh, the body count, Sheila, has increased by three. Three people that have been intimately involved with Hillary Clinton and the Democratic National Convention. People that uh, have been, according to Julian Assange, possibly linked to some of the, the leaks that have been getting out, that have been causing them quite a lot of distress over there in Hillary's camp. And listen, when you go back and look at the long history of the dead bodies that her and Slick Willie have left in their wake all the way back to the time he was governor of back in Arkansas, to the Mena, Arkansas scandal, drug running. Listen, I have to believe they've got heavy-duty mafia ties. And you do anything to bring embarrassment on them, or you telegraph, as several of these people did, that they were going to... um, Take the Clintons to court. One had no sooner filed in court, okay, a case against them of fraud and corruption that he turned up dead. Now, is that coincidence? I don't think so. You know what? Uh, One of two things is happening, and or both. Either that's the case, because when you look at her on camera, all these weird gesticulations of her head. (laughs) Some have said that looks like Kundalini on the rise, and that may be. Or the truth may be what I had heard rumors of even last year that she has some serious health problems. Even some doctors this week were interviewed and said, hey, we really care about this lady. She needs to be checked out because she's had two falls that we know of, okay, that led to a blood clot. There's pictures being taken of her aides trying to help her balance herself. You know, falls, dizziness. Yeah. Listen, this lady may even have a brain tumor. And let me go one step further. If you look at her husband, Sheila, Slick Willie, this guy... Looks like he's right out of the cast of The Walking Dead. He really looks like he's just hanging on by a thread. There comes a time where the wrath of God pours out. And so it could be that that couple is looking at the judgment of God, and they're aging really fast. I really believe her controllers, the New World Order puppeteers that she works with, are trying to do everything they can to keep her propped up long enough that she can take office and then 
they can get their claws on the White House. Yeah. But they're in a battle right now because she seems to be debilitating by the day. I don't know if she's going to make it. Well, the spirit of death creeps up on a person when your hand has been on the bloodshed and the slaughtering and the butchering of, you know, not just in abortion, but the wreckage and the carnage. The dead body count is just stunning. Are you surprised, Shannon, how bad the mainstream bobbleheaded minions are crucifying Trump every time you turn on MSLSD, as I call them, they are just killing this guy, you know, oh, he's not mentally fit to run, is he going to drop out? Every day there's some other nauseating narrative about this guy. I mean, these guys are really putting the boots to the Donald. Sheila, I have been getting a good sampling of the news. CNN, the Clinton News Network, (laughs) I'm watching MSNBC, Fox News, I'm looking at Euronews, Sky News, I'm even looking at the Arabic slant, which is Al Jazeera. And I'll be honest with you, it just makes me angry as I flick through the channels and I see the concerted efforts to try to destroy this guy, to character assassinate him, taking things out of context, leading on the people that they're supposed to be interviewing to get a balanced side to the whole thing. Literally, they're pulling out all ki- all stops to try to destroy this man. I'm praying every day for him because I said, dear God, the cards are stacked against him. People do not want this man to get in office. And I want people to think about that for a moment. We've never seen, Sheila, in the history of a campaign, someone so viciously attacked. And you have to ask yourself, why is that? Some would suggest, well, this is just a game, shell game, folks. The New World Order would not invest the time and energy to try to destroy this guy. If he was one of their operatives, that's total bullcrap and unfounded. Yeah. Literally, they can't control him, Sheila. This is the first guy in what I calculated 28 years of presidents in this country that for the first time is standing up for the people. You know, and I appreciate that about Donald Trump. Literally, he's standing in the gap for America. That's my take on it. Yes. Well, and what Julian Assange has released, the incredible connections, it's just stunning, isn't it? It is. Let's look at some of the facts here. I've listened to Julian Assange. You know what? He takes his time in releasing data because he wants a record of information that has been vetted first. Yes. Check, quote unquote, pristine records with a searchable database. I don't know if people know this, but you can go to WikiLeaks and already they released some 30,000 emails that they were able to grab before Hillary hit the delete button, that or her attorneys, and deleted, you know, 30 some odd thousand more. I believe that somebody's got them and they're going to be released, but... That's the good news. But the 30,000 that they got their hands on that have been out there circulating now for some months, you can go to WikiLeaks. I did it. It's like a Google search engine of her own personal emails, which are public record. They were released under the Freedom of Information Act, okay? So there's nothing illegal by going over there and looking at them. She's a civil servant, okay, which means you're supposed to have transparency. I work for the government. I know a little bit about it. I worked for them six and a half years. But I looked at that stuff, and you began to do keyword searches. This lady is wicked to the core. And from the information that's already come out, Julian Assange said the U.S. government, Sheila, at the time that Hillary Clinton was in charge of foreign policy, did use Libya as a conduit to get arms to jihadists in Syria. Yeah. Heard Julian also say the largest single donor to the Clinton Foundation is Saudi Arabia. And Hillary's got a record of being the destroyer of nations. Every time she creates a failed state like Libya under Muammar Gaddafi, who fills the vacuum? ISIS armed rebels. The guys like Alex Jones are calling her the creator of, and I would agree with him on that. And are we any better off for these failed states? No, I'll tell you who's paying the price heavy. It's Christians getting their heads cut off, getting put in cages and drowned, getting crucified as people are shouting Allah Akbar and you know what? When this whole subject was brought up, Sheila, Hillary Clinton got offended about it. Trump was the only guy that stood up. And I want to say something to you out there tuning in tonight. The only friend we got left, friend of Christians, friend of gun owners, friend of patriots, a true American, is Donald Trump. He's the man that has put everything on the line for this country, Sheila. You know, as I look at this man, he's a self-made man, worth $10 billion. He's pushing 70 right now. Listen, he's got grandchildren. He's worked hard. He could very well just go off into the sunset, enjoy the fruits of his labor, enjoy his grandkids, enjoy the remaining time he's got 
but he decided to do something quite different. He decided to stand in the gap for America. And you know, I respect that. Ezekiel 22:30, Sheila said, and I sought for a man among them, this was God speaking in his word, that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land that I should not destroy it, but I found none. I honestly believe that Donald Trump is making a stand for America. He loves America that much. He appreciates what it has given him, that it once was an, a land of opportunity, and that if someone doesn't step in and stop this insanity, there'll be nothing left for his grandchildren. There'll be nothing left for our children out there. Those of you tuning in, there'll be no legacy to leave. This America will be over with. It'll be destroyed. Yes, well, destruction is imminent. If we don't change things around, which we can do with our vote, what do you think of these Christians who just say, you know what, I'm not even going to bother voting. You've got this group out there, their little Facebook posts. I didn't vote. What do you have to say about that? Oh, boy, are you sure you want to ask me that question? I have a strong opinion on that, you know, because I've been seeing this on the Internet airway, I mean, Internet uh, Facebook mainly. Those that uh, you would think that would know what time it is actually making it their mission to explain why they don't want to vote and why you shouldn't vote either. And I, I began to wonder, are these agents of propaganda out there? What are you doing trying to convince people not to vote? I have a strong opinion on that, and I'll be glad to share it with you <laughs> since you asked me. For those that will not vote, Sheila, I say the blood of the martyrs is on your hands. Those who will not vote cannot be counted upon in the time of war. And we got war on the saints coming. I consider these people, Sheila, to be lukewarm, no different than those who pass by the wounded man and lay on the side of the road that the Bible talks about. And finally, somebody stopped. The Good Samaritan did. He came along and rendered first aid to him. Those that will not vote, again, I, I look at it as being lukewarm, deceived. You have the blood of Christian martyrs on their hands that are dying right now and have died under the State Department ruled by Hillary Clinton and abomination. They're getting their heads sawed off over there tonight. They're getting crucified. They're getting drowned. Does that mean anything to you? Would you like to see that continue? Because that's what's going to happen if we don't come together and stop Hillary. The only way we're going to stop her, Sheila, is we got to vote Trump in 2016. You know, I look at I didn't vote that some people are putting up on their Facebook wall is a cop-out. You know, they say it's all rigged, the vote is in vain. Look, if it was all in vain, Sheila, Brexit would never have been able to pass. Yeah. To those that say the New World Order controls it all, look, by the rules of logic, a gratuitous assertion can be equally as gratuitously denied. I just showed you that it's not all controlled because don't you think that the New World Order and the EU overlords didn't want to lose their power grip on the UK? Sure they did. There was a nasty battle that ensued. I watched that one. People got nasty. But you know what? People said, I'm tired of being under the EU for 32 years, and now they're forcing immigration down our throats. They said enough is enough. And you know what? People fought back. When you rise up and you make a stand, things change. But those that will cop out and say, oh, it's all rigged. Listen, when push comes to shove, you're nothing but a Quaker. And Quakers don't help anybody in times of war. And we're coming to that point. I look at them, Sheila, as wimpy warriors. What they're saying to me is, I abandoned my post. I'm lukewarm. I'm a jellyback. I can't be counted upon in the day of battle. You know what they did is they bought the lie, Sheila, that the giants are true great and were like grasshoppers in their sight. Do you remember that day? Um, <laughs> you and I weren't there. It was a while back. But the Word of God tells, tells us what it was like in that day, Sheila where God has brought people out of captivity, 400 years in bondage in Egypt, and said, I'm going to deliver you by my hand, and I'm going to take you into the land of milk and honey. And it could have been a short trip for them. For some, it ended up 40 years in the desert until they died in the desert because of what happened when they got up to the mountain. God said, I want you to go and take the land. And what did they do? They decided to send some spies out, check it out. They came back with a report that there's giants over there. You know, we're like but grasshoppers in their sight. And so fear began to spread through the troops. Panic, doubt, and unbelief. And what happened? They revolted and, and basically mutinied on God and said, hey, we're not going to do it, God. And what they were really saying is we don't believe God is a man of his word, that he's going to back us up, that he's going to protect us over there. Two of them, thank God, 
said, you know, what is this insanity that you're trying to push? God has said, take the mountain. That's our promised land over there, and we're not going to do it. Well, listen, they began to argue. The majority went along with that lie, which was a lie of the enemy, right out of Sun Tzu's playbook. And you look at his battle tactics. The number one tactic of Sun Tzu, Sheila, was to beat your enemy without firing a shot. The giants didn't have to do anything. People believed the evil report that they were grasshoppers, and so they didn't obey God, and that's a dangerous error for anyone to make. And what did they do? They missed out in the promised land. By the time they came to the census, God wasn't with them anymore. Some of them tried to take the land, and they got their butts beat, driven out of there, and then God sent them back into the desert for 40 years. Nobody age 21 or over was allowed to enter in. And that's kind of a picture where we're at today. Here we are. We've got an opportunity to reverse the insanity, okay? There's not almost anything left in America anymore. All the jobs have shipped out. Our economy's bankrupt. Everything's went to hell in the handbasket. Now we've got long lines in the bathroom. That's the only legacy that Obama's going to leave. That's the only thing he did. Jimmy Carter gave us long lines at the gas pump. Obama gives us long lines in the bathroom because anybody, man, woman, or dog, can use a bathroom now. And what are we going to do? We're going to believe the lie that we can't do anything about it, that it's all rigged. That's what the New World Order wants us to do, is sit on our buttocks and not do anything and not vote. Instead of manning up, womaning up, and taking a stand for what we believe in, for what is right, for someone who could turn this thing around. So, listen, that's one question you might not want to ask the Omega Man. I could take you down a road for an hour and tell you why I have no respect, Sheila, for those that will wimp out and not man and woman up when they're needed the most tonight. You're right. We are in a lateness of the hour. There is a profound lateness of the hour. You know, there's a group out there that, oh, well, kumbaya, I'm out of here, so I don't care what's going on because I'm getting raptured out of here next week. There's other ones that are very passive. And, of course, there's these other, you know, your best life now club every day is a Friday. So we know there's these false doctrines in the sugar-coated social club churches. They're being cloaked in these subtleties, disarming people. But here's the thing that you you said something really profound. We can devastate the enemy. The New World Order, they're not playing around. The devil's modus operandus is to kill us, but we're not wrestling against flesh and blood, are we? Sheila, we're really not. And that's something we need to remember. We need to expose the enemy. Okay, we need to stay informed of what's going on. But even as I wrote to Alex Jones the other day, I don't know that he would have gotten the message. He's got his people that filter his mail, but I'm just shouting from the top of my lungs, look, the enemy is controlling these evil men and women like Crooked Hillary, Slick Willie, the rest. It's the demons. And you follow, you go all the way up the chain of command and Satan's at the top. He wants to bring about his new world order. He wants to destroy America. Now, I'm for the Second Amendment. I want to hit that for just one second. I remember what it was like under Hillary and Bill for eight years. They had a shot at it, eight years in the White House, and I mean, it was crazy. It ended up in his impeachment. What does that tell you? This was a girl who was making backroom deals when she was not authorized to do so. I remember very well her being exposed, Sheila, for trying to create a national ID card back then. And she was meeting in private backroom with heads of insurance companies. This is illegal what she was doing. We can talk about all the things that happened under their administration. Oklahoma City bombing. That was the forerunner of the Patriot Act that passed the Digital Wiretap Act. We can talk about Waco, where Janet Reno, under their command, gassed and burned children. I went to see Waco. There's nothing left. Yeah. Some bullet casings out there and grave markers. We can look at all the things that she did, but I want to hit on that point of Second Amendment. Do you know that under their administration, because I know we got a lot of people out there and love the Second Amendment as I do, they passed one of the worst gun bans in all of history. I was a gun dealer back then, Sheila. I remember how that affected me. All of a sudden, things that we should have been able to purchase as American citizens to protect ourselves that were guaranteed on the Second Amendment were now illegal. It was so convoluted. You couldn't own an AR-15 that had um, a, a muzzle brake on it or a pistol grip or a folding stock or a combination. It was crazy. It wasn't until Bush Jr. got in office in the Sunrise Band that that stuff came back. If you care about only one thing, tonight, that's your Second Amendment rights. Understand, you'll have no more Second Amendment rights when she gets in office. We're going to be like Australia is, where you, can own, you can't even own a BB gun over there. Or like England, where if you want to protect yourself... 
I think you've got to get a slingshot registered over there. It's that bad. And that's just one of the things that she will do. She will destroy America. And we've got to up the fight. And that's going to require what you asked, which was spiritual warfare. Because there's demons that are in these people. And you know what? We can't um, destroy these demons with an AR-15 as much as I would like to. You can use that to protect yourself as you have a right to. But we've got to begin to bind and loose. That's the only thing that's going to take this to the next level. Because these very demons that are working through them, they hate all of mankind. They want to push us into total bondage here in America. I believe if she gets in, it's going to be the final nail in the coffin. Yeah, that, it is absolutely frightening to think of her at the helm. Now, you mentioned something really important. I mean, you love your country. You're a patriot. You love guns. You just said you were a federal firearms dealer, Omega Man weaponry, military-grade stocking That's dealer, you name it. We have a right to protect our families, but... You can't use an AK-47 against a demon, so we cannot affect change in the arm of the flesh. And you mentioned binding and loosing. Spiritual warfare is so key because not only did God give us the Holy Ghost and awesome weapons, way better than anything you probably sold at Omega Man Weaponry, we have power over all the power of the enemy. Folks, if you're tired about what the New World Order is doing tonight, well... You better report for duty because our weapons of warfare are mighty. And that binding and loosing, that is so important, Shannon, to be doing that against these devils. And I think we have incredible arsenal of weapons, don't we? Listen, we're in trouble tonight. I want to ask people, this morning you drank your green juice, but did you remember to bind and loose? <laughs> Listen, that's the weapons that's going to destroy the enemy. Jesus gave them. They're called the keys of the kingdom, binding and loosing. You know, just today I bound and loose on behalf of Trump. What do we mean by that? We use our spiritual authority in the name of Jesus to arrest these devils. There's devils working in the Clinton campaign. There's devils out there involved in character assassinating Trump. There's devils in the Clinton Foundation doing all types of nefarious deeds behind closed doors. I would really like them to scrutinize that one. We're going to find a spider web connecting her all the way up to Saudi Arabia, to Libya, and MENA. Listen, that is one diverse network. It's wicked. That's a real power broker behind the scenes. But how do we get to them? I'm just one man. Sheila, you're just one woman. Those tuning in, they just say, it's just me. What can I do? I'll tell you what you can do. The weapons of our warfare are mighty to the pulling down of strongholds. You can bind and loose in Jesus' name. That means to arrest those demons. Using the authority Jesus has given us, working in proxy for him, we can take authority over those spirits and bind them. That means to tie them up, to sabotage their plans. We can loose the angels of God into action, begin to fight back, angelic warriors, in the name of Jesus, to go out and fulfill the assignment we sent them for. We can ask God to loose civil war into the camp and expose the enemy. We can ask God to have those demons fight against each other to implode and begin to manifest. She may, in fact, be manifesting on camera. That's what we want. We can ask God to uncover what is covered, to expose the plans of the enemy. We can do these things. One man, one woman can make a difference, binding and loosing. You get enough people together in agreement, one puts a 1,000 to flight, two 10,000. Sheila, are you familiar with a guy named Wen Worley? Absolutely, the big granddaddy of deliverance. He's called the general by most people that knew him involved in deliverance. That was his mission, to attack the host of hell. He wrote some of the most hated books on the subject of deliverance that have ever been written. Even today, they're hated. The demons are, are angry because it exposes them, and it begins to teach people what we're not being taught, that we can fight back, we can bind and loose. That's the only way you can reach these devils. We've got authority over them because of our position in Christ. In Jesus Christ, we're seated in the highest of the heavenlies, joint heirs with Christ, high above all principalities and powers of the air, rulers of darkness, kings, dominions, thrones, demons on the ground. Our job over in Psalms 149 talks about it's the honor of the saints to bind their kings with fetters and the noblemen with chains, to expose the works of darkness, to hinder their plans. Well, when Worley was teaching his people to do this in a little tiny church up in Highland, Indiana, I've been up there. He said, well, what did this little church do that angered the enemy so much? They began to circulate a little book on warfare prayers, began to encourage people to do what Jesus says. Whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. So a housewife would be there doing her dishes and would be binding and loosing. Some, another one on her way to job would be in a, a train somewhere or a subway, binding and loosing on her way to work. 
someone in the morning before they went to work be binding and loosing. Someone at night before they went to bed binding and loosing in Jesus' name. Binding these devils, arresting them in the name of Jesus. And there were demons that came up to the service. That's called manifesting. <laughs> they came up to the service one time during a deliverance, an interrogation. This lady that was being set free, or a man, whoever the case was. And demon says, you blankety blank, y'all got to stop that. You cannot keep teaching people this. You set our plans of the New World Order back by 10 years. Yeah. Now, I believe the story that back when Ronald Reagan was in office, Sheila, there was a plan to kill him and put George Bush Sr. in there. Now, this is a nefarious man. You can look back even before he became VP and then he became a lame duck president for four years. This guy, he's a smart guy. He rose up the ranks to director of the CIA. This guy was as connected as you can be with the intelligence network. Michael Moore broke the story. And I don't like Michael Moore, but I do give him credit for showing some of the connections the Bush family had to the bin Laden construction group. The very ones that Osama bin Laden was a family member of. They were involved in a construction company together. We've got the most decorated man in Vietnam, General Bo Greitz, who interviewed General Kaesung of the North Vietnamese Army and said, yeah. I was partners with George Bush Sr., the Golden Triangle, which was an operation back during NAM. Some say it still continues today to move drugs out of Vietnam, Cambodia, and Laos during, during the Vietnam War. Sometimes they smuggle them back in coffins of service members. He was a drug runner. This guy's connections go deep. Some even believe he was could be implicated in the assassination of JFK so they could get their man LBJ in there. But Bush had his sights on the office. And here we got, what, 1980? There's a, an attack on our president. They almost murdered him. They shot him, put him in the hospital, but they were not successful. Well, I learned that uh, when warring the Hegwish Church, they were binding and loosing on behalf of Reagan. They had been warned in prayer. A prophecy came out that there would be an, an attack, an attempt to take out the president. What do you do? You begin to bind and loose. We've got a man here, Sheila, that's standing in the gap for America. He truly loves America. I believe he could be a modern-day King Cyrus. Or we can have the alternative. We can have Hillary Clinton, the destroyer of nations and creator of felt states, that I think would be a, a Queen Jezebel, a Nero for our times. Nero was an infamous persecutor of Christians. She hates Christians' guts. She hates the military. I say, remember Benghazi, and within the last 48 hours, two of our fallen Special Forces troops, which answered the call when Hillary Clinton went back to sleep when she was alerted that Benghazi was under attack. And why? Because she was running arms, and the forces over there found out about it. She was supplying the jihadists, running them through Libya, and they got pissed off. Well, still, that being the case, we can't let 28 Americans perish over there, but she did to cover up her scandal. And thank God for some of the special forces operators. Several of them gave their lives, and their families now are suing her, and they're asking for those email records to be opened up. They want to know the full story. She attacked them vociferously. So there was an attempt to take out Ronald Reagan. They failed. Well, they ended up getting their man in the office after Reagan's term was up. And, and what do we have to thank him for? The announcement of the birth of the New World Order. Do you remember that? The thousand points of light speech. <laughs> this guy was a wicked man. And I'm glad he only lasted four years. Then we got his son in, Bush Jr., who brought us 911, a war that's continuing to rage 15 years ago. We're still in war. They don't ever want it to end because there's big money to be made out there. And what are we doing? We're going after oil. We're going after drugs. We're going after conquest of empire. And then they pass the torch on to Obamination, who I believe is a closet homosexual, if you want to get real about it. He's a Muslim. I happen to be broadcasting today from Bali, Indonesia, a land of 225 million Muslims. And people ask me all the time, uh, you like Obama? We know about him. He went to school here in Jakarta, Muslim school. <laughs> and where am I going with this? We've got one person after the next that has gotten in, and the New World Order is just chopping at the bits to get another shill in there for eight more years. So they can finish the job that they've been doing in successive uh, administrations to whittle us down, to weaken us, destroy our economy, to open the borders, to flood us, to rape and pillage and put us into total abject poverty and slavery in this country. And they want to finish the job with Hillary Clinton. We cannot afford to let this happen. And there's some out there that are pissed off tonight, Sheila, as they should be. And they think, well, I'm just going to rise up and fight in the arm of the flesh. You can't do it. You're outgunned. It will never work. 
I understand where you're coming from, but we can't win it that way. But we do have some mighty weapons, mighty to the pulling down of strongholds. Back to what you said, this is not the time to pull the AR-15 out. That's not going to help us. We've got to begin to use nuclear missiles, cruise missiles in the spirit. I've been sounding the alarm, as you have, Sheila, that we've got to get engaged in spiritual warfare. War of the Saints is coming. This is how it's got to be fought, and this is how it's going to be won. But we need men and women to report for duty out there. None of this wimpy warrior stuff, well, I'm not going to even vote. It's all rigged. That's bull crap. That's psychological warfare to get you to sit on your ass. And that's as strong a word as you're going to hear from me, but you understand my French. Yeah. Well, you know all about trying to do things in the arm of the flesh. I mean, you were in Mad Max 24-7 bug-out mode for years. You were the ultimate prepper, really. I mean, you yourself talked about the next thing was the acquisition of a decommissioned nuclear silo, you know, starting your own militia, Red Dawn invasion. To hunker in a bunker, that is not the answer. You know that all too well, Shannon. I love America, and I didn't just start contemplating its future just yesterday. I have been listening to the information, building the case. There's a New World Order takeover in play here in America since uh, probably as early as 95, seriously. Back as early as 77, my grandparents, who were ministers in the church, pastors, serving the Lord for over 50 years, put a little book in my hand. And I was, I was still in grade school. It's called When Your Money Fails by Mary Stuart Ralphie. I've known about the beast system, the New World Order, for <laughs> as long as I can remember. I, I've known it. It was coming. And it's here upon us. And I got angry. I said, I can't stand by as I see the country I love, the best country in the world, America, be destroyed and not do something about it. What would I be? That's like the footage. Have you seen the one of this little child that strays out into the road and gets hit and is laying there dying and the hit and run driver went on that's a picture of america it, there's hit and run going on and the sad part is the people couldn't be bothered they just kept on they looked for a minute and then went back to their daily routine yeah. person after person did nothing sheila that would make make you cry made me cry just about and i was thinking dear god that little child it's sitting out there. It's dying. Someone came over there and picked it up in its arms and took it to the emergency room. I think it expired on the way. That's kind of a picture of America right now. And I saw it. And I said, I can't be like that and not do anything. America's wounded and is laying down and dying. And people are just walking on by when they won't vote, when they won't do something, when they won't speak the truth for fear of uh, reprisal. And so God had blessed me with a business at that time, Sheila. As I mentioned, I'm, I'm pro-Second Amendment. I was uh, a federal firearms licensee. That's the name, official name of a gun dealer. At the early stage, you can be one. I was 21 at that time. I had one of the only concealed weapons permits in the city of Alexandria, which is right next to Northern Virginia. That is, is Northern Virginia. It's right next to D.C. The only other one that had one was Oliver North, and he had his revoked because of Iran-Contra. I believe in protecting myself. I believe in protecting my family, and I believe in the Second Amendment right to bear arms. My grandfather retired with the Air Force. My father was drafted during NAM. I worked six and a half years for the U.S. Army. I literally uh, wanted to volunteer to go to a place no one wanted to go, which was a hot, uh, overseas short tour in Korea and fly helicopters. But I couldn't get the, the waiver for 2020 vision requirements, so I worked as a civil servant back during Operation Desert Storm, Operation Desert Shield from 89 to 96. Some of the greatest men and women I ever had a chance to work with were military service members. I care about these people that are being sent off to war. And then when they come back, they're being abandoned. And we've got 100 military service members committing suicide daily because Obama has forgotten about them and didn't care. They've been sent off as cannon fodder. And Hillary will do the same thing. We're in Syria now. They say we're going into Africa next. And I wouldn't doubt it. That's on the agenda. So I was pissed off in the mildest terms. And I said, I'm not going to stand by as I see it destroy. I had good income at the time. And I began to prepare for hard times. I was worried it was all going to collapse. And I didn't want to be one of those that went to the concentration camp. So I began to put my money where my mouth was and invest heavily. Gold, silver, freeze-dry foods, 
guns, ammo. I had close to a million rounds of ammo. I had enough firepower to help out a, a police department who needed it. We would need it. <laughs> I had the bulletproof vest. I had night vision goggles. And usually I, I did everything in twos, just as a redundancy plan. I had the special sniper scope for night vision operations, nuclear biological chemical warfare suits, masks, filters. I was preparing for Red Dawn. And I said, I'll, I'll come to the aid of my country. And I was literally moving in the direction of going to war against the New World Order. This was 2005. I had the military-grade Hummer. Next on my acquisition list was literally I was looking for a, a decommissioned missile silo because I figured there'd be a time I'd have to go, uh, go into the bunker. There were upwards of a million dollars. I was saving my money at, at the time. I was about a quarter of the way there. And I tell you, and all that I thought was the right thing to do, I couldn't sleep at night, Sheila. I was being tormented. I was being harassed. I was being driven. I ate, drank, and slept, worrying about the New World Order. Would I survive? Would they come for me and arrest me? 4 a.m. white van coming to pick me up, you know, take you off to um, a rendition camp. I was literally in fear of my life. And, you know, outside the Lord Jesus Christ, you need to fear because that's what they want to do to people. But this was not of God, as I learned. And I got to the point of just almost breakdown. I'm about ready to have a nervous breakdown. I would sleep with my AR-15 or AK-47 or combo right next to my bed. When I lived overseas in Costa Rica, I, I literally punched out at one point for five years. I said, I'm not going to be here when it crashes. I went to Costa Rica looking for refuge and lived there for three years, Panama for two, lived in Cartagena, Colombia, Tijuana. And uh, all, the, all the same time, I was trying to prepare and I wanted to protect my family. A new war was coming, but I was a miserable human being. I had no peace. And I got to the breaking point. I said, God, am I on the right track here? I felt something was missing. And I prayed. And as I cried out to the Lord, I was a Christian. I, but I needed to know, God, is this the direction you want me to go? Because I'm committed all the way. And the Lord uh, spoke to me. I opened up his word and he gave me a verse which changed my life. It was Psalms 27. Psalms 20, verse 7. I'll read it. It simply says, some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. And I meditated on that, and I said, I've heard that somewhere. And the Lord brought it back. He said, you sure have. There's a guy, one of my servants, his name is David Ells, Unleavened Bread Ministries, that wrote a, a treatise called The Sword of the Cross. And he talked about the things that would happen in the last days and how some of these things are part of God's end-time plan. Your redundancy plans can fail. It can be seized by the government. It can be taken by hostile marauders. You could be forcibly relocated. It could be stolen. Any number of things can happen. And if you put your faith and trust in preps, where are you going to be when those fail you? You're going to be screwed. And God was saying, that's not what I've called you to do. He said, I've called you to pick up your cross and follow me. Put your faith and trust in me. Remember the name of the Lord your God. And again, I had access to anything I wanted. I was actually buying and stockpiling these things. And I was miserable doing it. Had no peace. Fear has bondage, as the Word of God says. Fear brings torment. And I was literally, unbeknownst to me at the time, bound up to a, a little spirit of fear. And the Word of God says, God hasn't given you a spirit of fear, but power and love and sound mind. I needed some deliverance because I wasn't going to make it the way I was going. You know, Sheila, when I talked to people, they didn't want to be around me anymore. Because every time I talked to them, I said, we got imminent collapse coming. You know, the nukes could go off at any time. Are you prepared? I mean, I was like this. I was literally Mad Max 24-7, and I was ready to go into full Mad Max mode, as some are tonight. And you know what? They don't have any peace tonight. They're spending every waking hour on trying to determine how they're going to save themselves. You can't. It just doesn't work, and Jesus knew that. That's why he said, he that seeks to save his life will lose it, but he that will lose his life for my sake shall save it. That's not what we've been called to do. Now, yeah, we can make a, we can make a difference. We should vote. We should bind and loose. We should protect our families. But... God hasn't called us to take that particular action. That's not how we're going to win this thing. It won't work in the end. The New World Order's got us outgunned anyway. The military has got state-of-the-art hardware. They've got estimated 1,000 drones flying at any time. People have run off to hide in places like Idaho in the Northwest, thinking that they've got some refuge out there. All they've got to do is drop nerve gas in there, and you're dead. There's nowhere to run and hide from the New World Order. You can't fight them in the arm of the flesh. But we can fight him in the spirit, and you can hide in the ark of the safety, which is the Lord Jesus Christ. And God was trying to show me that he didn't want me to fight in the arm of the flesh. I read this article. I encourage people to do it, Sheila. It's called The Sword of the Cross. And it shows you that in this time, just like the Word of God says, he that lives by the sword will die by the sword. That's one of the seven or eight outcomes of the end times. That's one route you can go. 
I don't recommend that way. You'll just get yourself killed. And that's the way I was going. And God was saying, that's not what I want you to do. And let me fast forward. That was 2005. Um, God had an intervention lined up for me. It was called deliverance, (laughs) which everybody needs. I met with a minister and he said, I'm going to pray for you. And he prayed and gave a a word of prophecy over my life. And and then he said, what else can I do for you? And I said, I need you to pray for me. I'm bound up tonight. Spirit of fear, I think, has attacked me. He prayed and cast it out. And God delivered me and continued to deliver me. And I needed that. Everybody needs that out there because the enemy is driving and harassing. We've got them shut down, Sheila. People have given up. They're not occupying. They're not taking the land as we've been called to do. They're not fighting for people out there who are, who are dying, going out in body bags from suicide and depression. We're not doing Mark 16 ministry, which is to preach the gospel with signs falling. We're doing everything but what God commanded us to do. And the enemy is laughing at us, and he's using that to take advantage of us. And it's not going to save you in the time of trouble. The only one can help us is Jesus. Today, I'm doing a program. I'm in hostile territory. There's 225 million Muslims in this country. On top of that, they've got a huge contingent of Hindus. They've also got some Christians, praise God. And if they need Christianity, they sure need it here. Their fingers on Indonesia. They want to take this place over because their people are here. And I can't own a gun over here, Sheila. I've got no means in the arm of the flesh to protect myself. If someone wanted to yell Allah Akbar and take the house at night, a group of 40 men shouting Allah with long knives and AK-47s, I couldn't do nothing about it in the arm of the flesh. Even if I had one, it would, I would still probably die. And what, what do I do? What I do is I'm going to sleep at night in peace. I've had to come to the realization that no matter where you may find yourself on the globe, you can't prepare to make, make it through putting your faith in the arm of the flesh, in chariots and horses, in your AR-15, in your preps. Look, I had 1,000 rolls of toilet paper, Sheila. I had 2,000 cans of tuna, and I was getting ready to buy more. I was at one time the freeze-dry guy's biggest customer. I'd put a $10,000 shipment in. I had so many UPS boxes coming to my office in Gainesville, Georgia, that literally the neighbor's eyes were popping out. Every day a truck pulled up, more preps, and it wasn't going to save me. And it won't save you out there. The only one that can save us tonight is Jesus. What do you do when those things are taken from you? Look, our only protection in this time is the Lord Jesus Christ. He's wanting us to put our eyes on him. He's not wanting us to look at the circumstances. Yeah, there's some giants out there. People quote Psalm 91 all the time, but do you believe it? I believe it. Now I'm having to stand on it. I don't have the luxury of having a bunker right now. Praise God, he got me out of that. Some people are burrowing down into the ground like a rat. And Jesus said, let your light shine. They're not any good for anybody where they're at. How are you going to do Mark 16 ministry in your bunker? I've had to put my faith and trust in the Lord. I'm here to say God will not let you down. He's not a man, Sheila, that he will lie. He watches over his word to perform it. And we've got to stop believing the lie that the new world order is too great for us, that we can't do anything about it, that all all of it's rigged. We've got to put our faith and trust in the Lord, and we've got to obey what he said. We've got to go forward. We've got to vote against this evil woman crooked Hillary Clinton, who would like to destroy America. I believe God has given us a choice, King Cyrus or Queen Jezebel. The choice is clear to me. I'm going to vote Trump. We've got to vote strategically. He may not be perfect in every way, but he's the best that we've got. And you know, I believe what it will result in is a reprieve for America. There are forces that want to destroy our country. And what are we going to do? We're going to sit by and we're going to hem and haw and and pout. That's what people are doing. They're sitting on the sidelines folding your arms. I'm, I'm going to vote for Kasich. Listen, you don't vote or you vote for a third party. You've helped Hillary get in, and you did nothing as America was laying there dying. We must stand up. We must begin to obey the Lord. We must begin to utilize the keys of the kingdom, binding and loosing. We've got to stop fearing the enemy. We've got to fear the Lord, and if we fear the Lord, we're going to obey him. And when he says jump, we jump. If he says invade and take the, the mountain, you take the mountain. Don't believe the evil report that the giants are too great. They could have been into the promised land. We could have a reprieve in this country. Do you know that God has a precedent of wanting to spare countries that were marked for destruction, Sheila? Yeah. Look at Sodom and Gomorrah. One man stood in the gap. His name was Abraham. The angels dropped by. He was a godly man. They said, just want to let you know we're, we're headed over there. We're fixing to destroy it. And he said, my, my nephew's over there. His name is Lot. And he began to stand in the gap, began to barter with God. God, would you spare it? And you know the story. He got down in a negotiation that if there had been 10 righteous, God would have spared Sodom. God's not lying. He would have done it. Unfortunately, they didn't have 10 left. Look at Nineveh. 
Nineveh was a wicked nation. They were doing some heinous acts over there, torture and violence and orgies. It was a wicked place, and they were ripe for judgment, as America is in many respects, with all the children that were murdering and a president who put a rainbow over the White House and now allows predators into the bathroom. Just an abomination is what it is. We're ripe for judgment. I'm not going to argue with that point, but you know what? God also knows that if he has to bring judgment, many are going to perish like Nineveh was. And see, he sent Jonah to call to repentance. Jonah didn't even want to go. He's like some people. They've got a death wish for America. They can care less. They want to bring judgment down on their heads. And the word of God rebukes them. He says, woe unto those who call for the day of the Lord. It's not going to be a good time for anybody, folks. Word of God rebukes you if you're looking for the day of the Lord to happen. God's long-suffering doesn't want anybody to perish. Ultimately, they, many will. But he's trying to give us some more time. That's what he did when he sent Jonah over there. Sheila, to intercede. And you know what? They responded. And you know what? It bought them 120 years. Ultimately, God judged them and destroyed them. But 120 years is good. Look, he gave King Hezekiah 15 years when he asked. I don't know what it would take in America for God to stave off judgment. It eventually is going to come. I really believe America is in Bible prophecy. I believe Dimitri Dudeman heard from the Lord. God sent him 30 years ago to warn us. We've had Henry Groover, Jonathan Hanson, David Wilkerson, Prophets like that who have warned America, one day God is going to have to judge it. That may be now if we choose to do nothing. I believe that destruction is assured if we don't do anything and Hillary Clinton gets into office. I believe God is going to give us a reprieve if Trump is elected. It's down to one of two, destruction or reprieve. That's what it boils down to. Nobody else has a chance to win. Don't throw away your vote, voting for a third party. Either you care about America or you don't. And if we got even five years reprieved, Sheila, I'm thankful for that. So there's some people tuning in out there that in five years, some of their family could be saved. If destruction came now, they may be dead and into attorney and bust hell wide open. We need to fight for every, every piece of land we can get, every extra year we can get. There's a job to do. We can't throw in the towel in America and give up. And praise God for Donald Trump. He's answered that call. He's standing in the gap. That's more than I can say for many of the wimpy warriors out there who have already quit. Well, I mean, destruction, as you said, is assured. And folks, you and God is a majority. So these people that are prepping and all that, you know, that's great. But like Shannon said, someone can take it. They can arrest you, forcefully relocate you. Is that where you're going to put your trust? You're not doing any good for God when you're just trying to save your own skin. And the question is, what are you doing with your talents? Like the one who received the talent but hit it the master wasn't very pleased with him and i always think about what god is going to say what does luke seventeen thirty three say whosoever shall seek to save his life will lose it and whosoever shall lose his life will preserve it we're all dead men walking shannon so the point of trying to save this life that is completely pointless and again you and god is a majority and it's time to report for duty because we need to save as many people from this destruction even if we have a reprieve what are we going to say to christ when he comes back what will we say to the master about what we did with the little time we had we are in the lateness of the hour the financial resources you had the opportunities that god put in your path what are you going to do with that that's really the question isn't it shannon the sirens are calling sheila to those that are tuning in tonight that are saying you know i'm not going to vote or those that are saying join me in the I didn't vote camp. They're like the sirens on the rocks calling you to join them, to abandon ship, to see your liberties drown and the ship, your country, America, burn and sink beneath the waves. That's what the sirens would do. They would call and they would put people into a trance and they would lure them to the rocks to their death. Folks, you can't pay any attention to these people. If you want America to survive, you got to get out and vote for Trump. Don't let the demons of doubt and unbelief from others latch onto you and keep you from entering the promised land. I'll say it again. we got to slay the giants and occupy it till Jesus comes. It's time to pull out the cruise missiles, the A-bomb, and drop it on these hosts of hell. Bind and loose in Jesus' name. That'll foil their plans. That'll stymie them. We've got to make war on the host of hell. Not only prayer for those running for office, but in our everyday lives. Satan's an equal opportunity killer, Sheila. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. I've lost people. Some of the people out there tuning in have lost people, maybe a suicide, a broken home, premature death, a drug overdose, cancer. Satan comes to kill, steal, and destroy. He's doing it now and will continue to when good men and good women choose to do nothing 
and they basically acquiesce to the enemy. They roll over. Sometimes it looks like you're losing in chess, but do you quit? Just because someone's got a couple extra pawns or a few pieces? Some people are just like that. They just quit. I got no respect for them. No, we got to fight it out to the last man in the spirit. Be ready to minister to those that God has put in our path. And we got to keep the faith. You know, Jesus talks about it. There's many that are going to be offended because of persecution, tribulation come. And what do they do? They fall away. Where are you going to go to? You're going to bust hell wide open? Because where else can you go if you fall away? Jesus warned about it. He says, before he comes back, many would be offended. There'll be the Antichrist that would rise. There'll be a great falling away. Eternity is at stake. Sheila, I can't afford to miss heaven. I can't afford to fall away. I can't afford to be lukewarm in this time. Look, I believe the people that are lukewarm in this time will be the same people that drop out and take the mark of the beast in the days ahead when things heat up. Because we haven't seen nothing yet. Look, war on the saints is coming. Satan is not going to have any more access to the throne room. He gets cast down. He knows his days are short. He makes war on the saints, and he's going to wear the saints out. And you know what? If we're alive in that time, and I think we've been chosen for that time, to glorify God, and even in the midst of maybe losing your head, you will not bow and say, Allah Akbar. You can look right into the eyes of the person who wants to take your life and say, Jesus Christ is Lord. I'm not going to take the mark. I'm not going to bow my knee to Allah. And you know what? If your head is taken... As soon as it drops, hits the ground, you're in the immediate presence of the Lord. I hope that day never has to come for you, me, or anyone out there. Some will be alive and remaining to see Jesus at the last trump. But if you will not quit, you're going to be in heaven. Those that wimp out, they take the mark, they're going to end up in the lake of fire. And Jesus himself will spit you out of his mouth if you're lukewarm. He wants us to be hot or cold. He says, if you're lukewarm, I'll spit you out of my mouth. We're in some perilous times here. Look, Sheila, in 90 days. The future of America is going to be decided. Imminent destruction or it's a reprieve. That's why I've turned militant on my Facebook wall. I'm doing all I can to expose Hillary for what she is. A liar. She's crooked. She's an agent of the New World Order, her and her husband. They hate Americans. They hate Christians. They hate the church. They hate the military. They hate gun owners. And we cannot afford to let her in. We've got to fight with our vote. And then we've got to man up and begin to fight in the spirit because war is raging out there got to do all that I can do. That's all God expects, Sheila. Do all you can do and stand. And like you said, your eternity is at stake here, folks. Boy, you said it. Now, Shannon, tell folks how they can tune into your program and also how they can get in touch with your handiwork. Every person tuning in tonight on Weekend Vigilante, oh, Jesus, everything. Because our destination was certain. It was called the Lake of Fire. We were all on death row. And there, unless a reprieve came in, a pardon, we were all headed to hell. And you know what? God had to send his only son. That was the only one that could repair the damage that was done of sin. And when he gave his life on Calvary, do we not owe him everything tonight? I owe him everything. And you know what? God moved me in a total different direction. I was running a a successful business. I had bugged out. I was living in Costa Rica. I had quit pretty much thinking I couldn't do anything. And then the Lord said, you're sitting on the sidelines. Are you a quitter? Are you going to work for me? And I said, God, if I can help you, turn me into a weapon to give the devil two black eyes. Yeah, I want to get some payback on the enemy. Folks, you want to get payback on the enemy. You can do it tonight. Had a six years ago start a program called Omega Man Radio to expose the host of hell, just as you're doing here on this program. Sheila, this is not a popular message that you bring on your network that we bring on Omega Man Radio. We could be doing something different. We could be living our best life now, but we've chose to report for duty. That's what he's calling you to do out there tuning in. Report for duty. And if you want to learn more about Omega Man Radio, our mission, you can find us over at omegamanradio.com. We're doing about 100 shows a month now. I know the time is short. We've only got so much time left we can work. I'm hoping we get a little bit more time. If Trump gets in, I believe we can have that time. But one day it's all going to wrap up, Sheila. Every one of us are going to go into eternity, and we're going to give an accounting. We're going to give an accounting. And I've wasted a lot of time, Sheila. I went after a lot of things that were not going to profit me in the end. I praise God that he had mercy on me. He woke me up and he showed me that, yes, we can make a difference. That's what we've been called to do. We're in war from the time we pop out of the womb. Some don't even make it out of the womb anymore, Sheila. They're murdered. That's easier for the enemy. If he can kill you in the womb, that's less trouble you cause him when you get out. He's slaughtering the unborn out there. We've got to fight for them. But if you make it out of the womb, you're in World War III. People say, why do good things happen to bad things happen to good people? Because we're in war. The devil hates you. This is a fallen world. It will be till Jesus comes back. 
the war will only be won when he comes back at the last trump. But between now and then, there's battles raging, and we can win battles. Jesus is going to bring the ultimate victory. But he's asking you and I, will you stand for me in this last hour? Will you get out there and pluck some other people out of the fire? And you know what? It doesn't matter what, what we've done or what we've been through. He forgave me. He'll forgive you out there if you call on him tonight. If it all went down tomorrow in a nuclear detonation, as the terrorists have planned for America. You would be in the immediate presence of the Lord if you know Jesus tonight. And he can use you. It doesn't matter how old you are. It's not too late. It's just saying, Lord, here I am. God's got a plan and a purpose for every one of us being alive today. If you're alive, that means God has a mission for you. God hasn't asked us to get in our bedroom and bathrobes and sit on the hill and just wait for him to return. We've got an active part to play in this end-time battle. We're his chess pieces on the board. He's going to do checkmate on the demon. He's going to use you and I to help him do that. Will you make yourself available to the Lord? Will you put your faith and trust in him? Will you get deliverance so you can be all that you can be? Many of us, Sheila, are, are shackled with generational curses. We're bound up with demons. We've got ungodly soul ties. Some people have touched things that they shouldn't have and they got burnt. All hell's broken loose in their homes. They've got children cutting themselves. Their marriage is under attack. They might be fighting cancer tonight. Enemies eating them alive, maybe because of unforgiveness and contact with the occult. That's Satan's job to destroy us. But thank God there's one that can set us free tonight, that can heal our bodies, can give us a second chance to reprieve. His name is Jesus Christ tonight. That's the mission of Omega Man Radio. We're trying to bring the good news, set people free of fear. We can't believe the lie that there's not anything that can be done. Yes, we can do mighty things. In the name of Jesus. That's my micro-sermon tonight. Well, I'll tell you what. We can do mighty things, not in the name of Allah, Buddha, Muhammad, in the name of Jesus Christ. That is really where it's at, Shannon. I want to thank you for your years on Omega Man Radio to set the captives free, equip the saints. Like you said, we could be doing something else, but I'll tell you what. When you're called into the front lines of the battle, Shannon, thank you so much for your time and coming on the program. I really appreciate that. Do come back and see us real soon. I want to thank you for having me on today. Vote Trump in 2016, the only friend we got left in office. And I want to encourage you out there to support Sheila. She's one of the few voices left on radio that know what time it is. You're awake, Sheila. And we're standing in the gap and praying for others that they'll also wake up and, and realize the only way we can affect real change is to begin to fight in the spirit, binding and loosing. To give the true message, which is not popular, it comes at a high cost, folks. You know, there would be much more financial gain for Sheila and I if we were to quit and go into, go work for a secular job and shut down Internet Radio. The enemy would love nothing more than to see Weekend Vigilante fold and Omega Man Radio fold. You, you can't let that happen. Stand in the gap with her. She's reaching many people with this program. Support her. And I want to encourage you. To get in the battle, begin to bind and loose. One man, one woman binding and loosing can make a difference. You get enough together in agreement, we can really pull down the host of hell. I want to thank you for having me on tonight, Sheila. And God bless everyone out there for tuning in. Don't give up. Don't quit. Remain patient. Keep the faith. Endure to the end and you will be saved. Amen. Excellent word, Shannon. Folks, that was Shannon Davis from Omega Man Radio Network. His information is linked there on today's bio. August 10th, 2016. Have a listen to his show. He has great guests. And do reach out to him. Let him know you heard him on the program today. And also a reminder, get your copy of Power Prayers today. There is a link there at weekendvigilante.com. A lot of people have been emailing me asking when it is out. Our publisher can't give us an exact date, but we are sure hoping for the 20th. She said it could be as late as the 26th, but I'm telling you, be patient. I assure you, it is going to be worth the wait. So just be patient. Hang in there. It's coming very soon. And I'm very excited to get this book in your hands. We have a fantastic guest tomorrow. First time to the program. He was a former high-level warlock in Nigeria. His incredible testimony, I.D. Guadabodia, he's going to be on the program tomorrow. And then Friday, my good friend, Tim Ball comes by, and wow, we are going to do a segment called Breaking Down, Breaking News. It's going to be good. You don't want to miss that. And speaking of Dr. Tim Ball, he says Sheila Zielinski's book, Green Gospel, effectively 
demolishes what you think you know about the green agenda. If you're a new listener and you have not got a copy of Green Gospel, get it. Very important book. Go to greengospel.ca. We'll see you tomorrow. Good night and God bless you.